What's up, everybody? Welcome into episode 213 of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams. As always, I'm here with Randy Hall. Randy, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Just got back from a big-ass bonfire. Oh, that's sweet. Did you get drunk? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> no. Um, it's only a few beers. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's that's what it takes to get you drunk, right? <laughs> No, not a few beers, a few cases, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We are also joined by CSU intramural legend Brandon Sweet today. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I don't know where you came up with that intro. I really don't, but... Well, I mean, you, you are a legend. You were there when we got there, so... <laughs> I mean, I, I, I had to be there. I had to make some money. I had to work, so... I agree. <laughs> well... Well, we, we think you're a legend, dude. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Brandon is joining us to do a 2018 redraft on this episode. We're also going to do three seven-round mock drafts for the Browns, Broncos, and Raiders. As you all know, we're all three Browns fans. Uh, Brandon is also a, a Broncos fan, and Randy is a Raiders fan, Patriots fan, all of the above. <laughs> oh he he likes all the teams. Uh, <laughs> it's Raiders so, and Browns with a real good reason for the Patriots that I don't talk yes. about. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it gets brought up all the time, so I have to make fun of you. One day you're going to let it slip why you like the, the Patriots. <laughs> Not on here, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably fair. Um, make sure you guys subscribe, follow us at the Cut FFL. But let's get right into our, our 2018 redraft. Um, we gave Brandon the first pick. It was the Browns. So, Brandon, what was the original pick, and what is your new selection? So the original pick uh, was Baker Mayfield, quarterback, Oklahoma. Um, I thought about this one for quite a bit. I ultimately I was stuck with Baker Mayfield. Um, I just don't think we've seen enough from either him or Darnold to make a decision on, um, you know, as far as a redraft goes, I don't think we've had enough time to make a decision on that. So, I mean, they've been probably about the same, maybe Baker a little bit better, but with him being so bad last year, um, I, I still think there's room for improvement. Ultimately, Baker did have the better year out of the two. So, Now, do you think if Lamar was selected with the number one overall pick, would he be what he is today? Well, if he ended up in Cleveland, then probably not. But <laughs> He probably wouldn't even be playing right now, to be honest. Yeah, he probably would have been yeah. traded. <laughs> All right. I love the selection. Randy, you had the second pick, the New York Giants. Who'd you select? Who was the original pick? All right. Well, obviously the original was Saquon Barkley, and I went with Sam Darnold. Uh, <laughs> really, thankfully, you weren't even in the chat yet when we did that, so that worked out great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I've always just been a proponent where you don't build your team through a running back, so... Sam Darnold is my number one quarterback for this year, and I just got to pick him here for the Giants. I do like a little bit of what Daniel Jones did last year, but we're doing 2018 draft. At this point, they had Eli Manning sucking up a storm. So uh, you got to go Darnold. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, Everyone knows that I'm a big Saquon fan. Yeah, sure Uh, do. But I think think the league has kind of shown now that – Saquon was probably not the best pick. Um, and, and speaking on that, going into the third overall pick with the New York Jets, the original was Sam Darnold. I gave them Quentin Nelson. They probably could have used Saquon Barkley here, but Quentin Nelson is a dog. Um, he's one of the best linemen in the NFL already. It's only been two years. Um, I think I would have been happy with the Browns taking him number one overall. 
because we know my feelings on Baker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I went, I went Quentin Nelson, pretty easy pick for me. Yeah, I don't, I can't really hate it. I guess I could say they were going for quarterbacks so and maybe Josh Allen, but, or Lamar, but eh. Yeah. Like, it's, rough, mean, it's rough for Lamar because there's only a few teams where I think he really would thrive. Definitely not in New York. No, no one does. <laughs> yeah, right. that's the thing. We just don't know which, which team he would have thrived, and maybe it was just the Ravens. So It's probably just the Ravens, but we'll, let's not to, get on that to tangent this about extent, Lamar either. <laughs> to this extent, yeah. mind you what we're saying. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Sweet. What's the fourth pick? Uh, the fourth pick was by the Browns. Uh, original pick was Denzel Ward. I know Christian was all over this pick. Um, I don't know what sources yeah. he had, but somebody was telling him. It's Bolton Thomas, man. Um, <laughs> I, with my new pick, I went with Saquon Barkley. Um, this would have been the dream scenario for me as a Browns fan, and I think we all discussed this going into that draft. Um, you know, him and Nick Chubb are very close, but I think if you had the fourth pick in 2018, you know, you got your quarterback, so go ahead and get your running back at this point because Saquon is extremely talented. So, I love it. No argument. <laughs> they still need to address corner of the draft here, but who gives a crap? My God. Yeah, well, they could t- could probably what? Who who was the the last corner selected in the first round in this draft? Um, this was a weak corner draft. Yes, it was. Uh, so we would have been screwed. Looks Mike, like uh, Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes, who's okay with the Vikings. Yeah. Maybe could have traded up with the, the pick that took Nick Chubb. But, yeah, I mean, they would have still had to need a corner. But getting Saquon, my yeah. eyes would have lit up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the fifth pick is the Broncos. And the original was Bradley Chubb, who I do think is a really talented player. It's definitely overshadowed by Vaughn Miller, but who wouldn't be? But I went with Josh Allen just because I've really liked what he's done in Buffalo. And this would be the only quarterback pick that went right for Broncos. So, you know, <laughs> I think this is a good pick. I They really didn't have anything in the room right here that was really that valuable to me. So yeah. I would have taken it. Sweet. What are your thoughts on that? I I like Josh Allen. Um, you know, I think John Elway definitely likes Josh Allen because he's a big, tall, white quarterback who's inaccurate. Um, <laughs> but, I'll, you know, jokes aside, Josh Allen is a pretty solid QB right now, and I think they'd be better off with him. Uh, we'll see what Drew Locke does, but going back to 2018, I think, you know, that would have been a good pick. Imagine Josh Allen and Joe Flacco in the same quarterback room. I know Joe Flacco came later, but... Yeah, it would have been... <laughs> Josh Allen and Paxton Lynch in the same quarterback room. Yeah, it has a range of ceilings for sure. Yeah, it's a much better Paxton Lynch. (laughs) Honestly. All right, Uh, number six was the Colts pick. They originally drafted Quentin Nelson, ironically. uh, He gone. From my last pick. Um, (laughs) And with the new pick, I took Minka Fitzpatrick. I think that what he did in Miami kind of sucked. But we kind of saw he, – he was okay, but he wasn't living up to the potential that we know he has. And in Pittsburgh last year, he showed that. I think he's well worth this sixth overall pick. And the Colts always need secondary players, so – and they still need secondary players today. Um, so I think this would have been a good cornerstone piece for them. But they got Quentin Nelson in the original draft, and I like that more, obviously. So 
yeah, I can't hate that. <laughs> Mink yeah. is amazing. I like yeah, I like the pick. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Number seven. All right, number seven was made by the Buccaneers who ultimately traded to the Bills to draft Josh Allen. Um, sticking with the Bucks here, if, say, they wouldn't have traded the pick, I, I went with Lamar Jackson. I, I think he's a fit for Tampa Bay. Um, I really do. I, I like the system there. I think it could have worked out. Um, you know, being in that division with uh, Drew Brees, obviously Matt Ryan. So I, I like that pick there. Yeah, and he he wouldn't have needed to start right away, which he didn't in Baltimore either. But he could have sat behind Jameis for at least a year, and they could have traded him in 2019 when he had a ton of value still <laughs> and was on right. a team. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I like the pick. Um, I don't know if Lamar would have hit the ceiling that he hit in 2019 had he been in uh, Tampa. But, I mean, you look at the wide receivers, the, I mean, they're freaking phenomenal. So maybe he would have been better. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, but the line's yeah. not as good and the running game's not as good. But maybe they yeah, would have brought, yeah. yeah. brought in Mark Ingram. But maybe Bruce Arians wouldn't be there. So there's a lot of questions there. But I still think right. this is one of the teams that Lamar could have excelled with i think them the bills i would have liked maybe the not the bears just because i guess it couldn't be but like they're like 49ers <laughs> like there's a few teams where he could have really excelled with oh, besides sure. the ravens yeah All right. well for me bears were next at eight and they went with roquan roquan smith who actually has had a pretty decent career so far definitely has a lot of room to grow but i went with Delso, denzel ward who slips all the way to eight which is I mean, it, I, I'm not sure he's lived up to the fourth overall yet, but he's been pretty close, I think. Like, he hasn't been a world beater, but when he's been healthy, he's been really good. He's been an aggressive tackler and aggressive in coverage. I love everything he does as long as he's on the field. So going to the Bears here, who have had, like, up and down corner play throughout the decades here, really, I think that kind of solidifies them and helps that defense that in 2018 was a juggernaut. Yeah. Um, I, I like it. I think that with all Browns drafted in this 2018 draft, you can just throw away last year. Um, Denzel Ward, Baker Mayfield. I, I, I don't want to throw away Nick Chubb's <laughs> yeah, here, obviously. Nick Chubb. <laughs> uh, but it's just it, Denzel Ward was hurt last year, and I don't think that he played very well when he came back. I think that he's well worth the eighth overall pick, and hopefully he lives up to that fourth overall pick at some point. Yeah. Agreed. All right, next, number nine, the 49ers selected Mike McGlinchey, uh, which I was also all over that year. I don't know how. I got really dumb lucky, and it gave me confidence to start a podcast and do dumb shit. So, um, <laughs> Honestly, but, but, you were all over this, and I was telling you you were dumb because he was going the next pick to the Raiders here. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the Raiders at this point, but I, I thought the Raiders were jumping all over him, and unfortunately... Yeah, well, I think you were you were projecting with your heart, dude. Yeah, just wanted McGlinchey. But in this new selection, I have Derwin James. Um, while the 49ers definitely need a, an offensive tackle like Mike McGlinchey, and he's been pretty good for them. Um, Derwin James has been basically all pro when he's on the field. He's freaking phenomenal. He's the most versatile player in this draft. Not named Minka Fitzpatrick, actually. Um, 
or I mean, you can make the argument that Derwin is more versatile than him, but I think adding Derwin to that defense, um, who I think had just acquired Richard Sherman that year, yeah, uh, that would have been fun. And I think the 49ers would have fast-tracked their their road to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, they would have had to figure out a tackle position, but they're still looking to figure out safety position right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, adding him to that defense is scary, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have sucked. I, I think the 49ers had everything gone the exact way. I think they would have won the Super Bowl with Derwin James instead of Mike McGlinchey. Yeah. yeah. If you still get Nick Bosa, I think you can't really argue that. Right. All right. So for the 10th pick, um, it was by the Raiders, but it was traded to the Cardinals who drafted Josh Rosen and pretty sure he would go undrafted in this new draft if we went all the way through. Um, <laughs> not, not undrafted, but not in the first. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens at the end of the draft here. But um, <laughs> from me, I went, I went with Mike McGlinchey to the Raiders. Um, I think he's a little bit better than Colton Miller. So, and they already obviously took a left tackle last year or in that year. Um, they're always looking for protection for whoever they're going to throw back there at quarterback. So <laughs> he would have been their, you know, their cornerstone left tackle in Oakland slash Las Vegas now. So, yeah. And wasn't Derek Carr coming off of his almost MVP year? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been the year, I believe. Yep. Just so perfect, unfortunate. perfect draft pick for them. Yeah, it would have been perfect. And he was definitely a more impactful first year than Colton Miller. Yeah. I think he has stepped up last year, but McGlinchey would have been so much better. All right. Well, I have the Dolphins next to 11, who originally got Minka Fitzpatrick. What a great pick. Unfortunately, he's gone. So I went with a guy that went much higher in Bradley Chubb here, who's fallen all this way. Um I think he could have went to pretty much every team past where I didn't draft him. <laughs> so I'm glad he's going here to the Dolphins, who still really haven't fully figured out edge rusher in years. Uh, they still uh, they still have Cameron Wake at this point, right? Yes. But they had no one else. So this would have been a perfect replacement, and it will fit perfectly in that system. And I think he could be excelling more than he is right now. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that, um, and and I I don't think that he's not excelling in Denver. I just think that, uh, like Sweet said earlier, he's or maybe you said it. I don't I remember. Um, he's overshadowed by Vaughn. Yeah. I think when Vaughn's done, I think Bradley Chubb's going to be a stud. So yeah, but I mean, when's Vaughn going to be done? I mean, we still got years left. So I it's going to be hard for them uh, when Bradley's contract is up in a couple years here. I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I think at the Dolphins, he would be the cornerstone of their defense right now. Actually, he might have been traded away. What am I talking about? If yeah. I, maybe they would have <laughs> had better fortune if they would have drafted Chubb here. Yeah, yeah. I I think that definitely could have been in play. Uh, number 12, the Bills. They originally twi- traded this pick to the Bucks, who selected Vita Vea. Um, but now I have them staying here and selecting Nick Chubb. Um, it, it it's an interesting pick to me because I think Nick Chubb is well worth a first round selection, uh, especially since he's one of the best running backs in the NFL right now. However, um, the Bills at this point still had a healthy, shady McCoy, um, and, and they hadn't really, I mean, semi-healthy, and they hadn't really looked to move on from that just yet. Um, 
But I think that it would have been an easy decision had they gone Nick Chubb in this draft. But of course, they they traded up and got Josh Allen. My my kind of reasoning behind this is I'm not going to draft Lamar Jackson here um, because he's gone. I'm not going to reach for Josh Rosen because he sucks. So I'm going to get my running back. Um, so I don't have to draft Devin Singletary the next year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – your quarterback options are limited here. <laughs> and obviously if the draft somehow played out like this in real life, they probably would have went Rosen and been happy with it, but they wouldn't be happy with it right now. So right. I can't hate right. Chubb who they just drafted Singletary last year and it's definitely worked out in his small doses, but they still probably need another guy to work with them. And Chubb doesn't necessarily need a guy to work with them. No, no. And, and I think, Chubb would be more of a three down back there, especially learning from Shady and and getting those better hands out of the backfield. But yeah, I like Chubb in Buffalo. It's another cold weather city where you can just hand the ball off to the guy 20, 25 times and just grind. So and his personality yeah. would fit there as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So <laughs> the thirteenth pick was made by the Redskins, and they chose Deron Payne, defensive tackle. Um, I think hindsight is twenty twenty, obviously, um, but the situation there that's going on with Trent Williams right now in Washington is kind of why I went with Colton Miller. Um, he's been pretty solid as a tackle. I don't think he's been spectacular, but I think he's been good. So I think you know with Trent Williams being injured slash holding out, obviously it wasn't until last year, but they could have easily just slid Colton Miller in there and you know traded to Williams and been done with it. So yeah. Uh, Trent Williams, I, I think he did play most of uh, that following year, but doesn't, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. They probably yeah, could have put yeah. Colton Miller on the other side of the line to right, learn there, right, and right. he could have been uh, the successor to Trent Williams anyway. Yeah. yeah. If we're looking at the Redskins line right now, it's basically one guy that's really good at guard that's playing and one guy that's never going to play for them at tackle. That's pretty much it. So yeah. <laughs> they could obviously use another guy. And number two overall in this year's draft. Stop. <laughs> All right. Packers selected at 14, which is really weird to see them at 14. Uh, yeah. They went, they ended up trading this to the Saints for Marcus Davenport. But I'm going to keep the Packers here, and they're going to get Darius Leonard, and that's going to be amazing for them. They run a lot of nickel defense and use, had Blake Martinez as the only linebacker in the field. Screw that. Darius Leonard is so much better. And that is such an upgrade. And they still have him on the team right now. If that was the case, they'd be paying him a lot of money down the road. But who gives a crap? (laughs) Darius Leonard is amazing. And he was definitely not looked at as a first rounder in this draft. But looking back on that, that is insane. (laughs) Yeah. Like his production right now deserves a top 15 pick. Yeah. I think the, the two best players in this draft could be Nick Chubb and Darius Leonard um, thus far. I mean, you can make the argument at least, and they both went in the second. So um, I, I thought Marcus Davenport was actually a pretty good fit with the Packers, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't disagree, but picks for him. he's, he would have been kind of the stand up edge, which I guess they did just answer in the 2019 free agency, but I don't think they were necessarily looking for that position at that point. So I like this fit better. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like it. Um, number 15, the Cardinals. Uh, they uh, initially had traded this to the Raiders for Colton Miller. Uh, I'm having them stay here to get Roquan Smith. They need linebacking help right now, um, and they did back then. Um, Randy disagrees. He's no, I don't. I don't disagree. <laughs> they have pretty. They have a pretty decent middle linebacker, pretty decent right outside linebacker, and below average left outside linebacker. So, I mean, this obviously bolsters that entire situation. But look at you just you just said they're desperate for linebacker. That's why I was like, eh, I don't know about well, desperate, but they're definitely not like world beaters. Roquan, well, Roquan, I think would be better. I'm not gonna yeah. argue that. I was just trying. I didn't know you were gonna call on me. I was just giving you shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Um, I was giving you shit for our Madden franchise right here. That's that's yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, Randy has the Cardinals in our man Madden franchise, which so I guess he he's the Cardinals expert on this podcast. <laughs> um, but Rokon Smith, I mean, he's been hurt here and there, um, but he went to the Bears, and the Bears just let two or three of their linebackers go. So they obviously have faith that Roquan is the the centerpiece of that defense, and I think he'd be pretty great for the Cardinals as well. So, yep. Yeah, I like that pick too. So let's move on to the Ravens' pick at number sixteen, which was traded to the Bills for Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker. Um, I'm going to stick with the Ravens here and go with Cortland Sutton who went to the Broncos, I believe, second, third round second. that year. Second. So I think the Ravens had Michael Crabtree in 2018. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So they obviously needed a wide receiver help, and a guy that could catch <laughs> the ball. Um, Crabtree was good, but not in 2018. Um, so I went Sutton. I don't know who's throwing him the ball. Uh, that's for the GM to f- figure out in the second round, but <laughs> – um, Sutton's obviously extremely talented and has exceeded expectations, I think, than, than what I thought at least. So, yeah, especially yeah. this early. Yeah, yeah, and I think Sutton with Joe Flacco actually would have made Flacco a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> I think he I may agree. have kept his job. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, until about this year. <laughs> yeah, but <true>. still, <laughs> figured out true, year true. by year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, seventeen's next for the Chargers. They originally got Derwin James here in a miracle, but because he's obviously gone because he's so amazing, I'm going to stick with Vita Vea here. Uh, they're still kind of looking to help out the D tackle position every year. They just got they just drafted someone last year. I can't think of the name right now, but Vita Vea has actually been really good for Tampa. It it was kind of a slow start off the bat and just kind of a run stuff big guy, but he's definitely improved already, and I think he could be thriving right now next to Joey and Ingram, and this would have been kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, you kind of look at – he had that last year with Shaq Barrett, and that's when he started well, to – Well, that's that's just really one, though. Him. That's what I'm saying. Like, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love this pick personally. I was really high on Vita Bea this year um, in 2018, but yeah. then he fell a little bit. But uh, number 18, the Seahawks – uh, they initially had traded this pick to the Packers for Jair Alexander, and I stuck with Jair Alexander. This was kind of right at the end of the Legion of Boom. Um, they were still together, obviously, but imagine adding Jair Alexander to uh, Richard Sherman, well, Cam he, Chancellor, Earl Sherman Thomas. was just gone. Yeah, and well, and that that would be the perfect replacement for him. 
Yeah. Uh, Jair has been, I think, the best corner in this draft. Um, the Packers are looking at him as a, mm. a top corner on their roster now. Um, so I think that would have been an awesome replacement. I think the Seahawks could have stretched out um, their their championship runs a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, they still had Earl Thomas. They still had Cam Chancellor, kind of. <laughs> but, I mean, this definitely could have bolstered that defense just a little bit more. And, I mean, they're obviously still Super Bowl contenders every year, and this would have just kept it going. Agreed. Gotcha. So, for number 19, um, Cowboys was the selection for linebacker Leighton Vander Esch um, out of Boise State. And I stuck with him just because I think he's been pretty good as a middle linebacker, and he's kind of carried that defense a little bit. I know they haven't been as good as they should be and as good as the offense was last year, but I think I, st- I stuck with that pick, and I thought about taking a tight end, but ultimately I think you need that middle linebacker because I I think linebacker is a position in the NFL, especially middle linebacker, that's extremely lacking right now, and I feel like a lot of teams are, are looking for that guy to step up, and it's just – not there. So yeah, and yeah. Va- and Vanderesh was off the gate great, and literally, if he just didn't have neck issues, he would yeah. be probably an All Pro. That's how intense he is on the field, and I really like his yeah. play. So I'm definitely okay with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you you were the one that put us on to Vanderesh. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was. I was draft. all over him because he's basically Thad fucking Castle, and it was amazing. <laughs> literally, <laughs> the same color jerseys. I was like, <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> Also, hopefully, doesn't do cocaine. I hope. Good lord. <laughs> I mean, maybe he might to get rid of the neck pain. Oh my god, <laughs> that is a dark turd, fellas. <laughs> oh, you're playing Boise, Idaho. I mean, he probably does a little inside. Hey, potatoes Sorry. and coke. Facts. All right. Well, sounds more like Russia, but we'll get by it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Next pick 20 is the Lions. They got Frank Ragnow, and I really do like what he's done, but Patricia really overvalued, I think, the tight end position in last year's draft. And why make them do that in 2019? And let's just get Mark (laughs) Andrews in 2018 and solidify that position to me. Uh, He has been incredible, and I think he'd fit perfectly with Stafford in that offense whenever Stafford's back is actually able to play. Uh, but it, I, he's a perfect dump off and it's a position that the lions have like valued, but also not focused on in many years here. And this is a good focus position for them when they pretty much already have all their other positions set <laughs> as long as they still get the right people down the road here. But this is a great pick for them. Yeah, I love it. Remember when the Ravens took Hayden Hurst and then took Mark Andrews like two or three rounds later and he ended up being way better than Hayden Hurst has been? Yeah, and clearly more valuable than DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Gross. Shit. <laughs> Gross. All dirty. right. But that's two years later. <laughs> Man. Um, number 21, the Bengals. They originally drafted Billy Price. Um I I didn't think that this was going to be the pick for the Bengals. I think they reached a little bit for Billy Price. Um, and looking back, they might have reached a lot of bit on Billy Price. But uh, the new pick, Orlando Brown, uh, he obviously fell in this draft because people thought he was very bustable, um, very busty. And... 
<laughs> and uh, he's turned out to be a really good tackle. Um, I think that he would have saved the Bengals from drafting Jonah Williams high last year. Uh, and and therefore, I mean, maybe they could have still gone with Jonah Williams. Um, but I think Orlando Brown would have been the pick here had people known his career trajectory, which obviously no one ever knows. But yeah, uh, yeah. We're drafting in hindsight here, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Another guy that may maybe doesn't succeed with anyone but the Ravens, you, you know, you just don't know. But um, Very true. I'm sure he'd be better than what they have right now. Yeah, so. I mean, last year they basically had no tackles. <laughs> so. Yeah. And still beat the Browns. But anyway, um, <laughs> we'll get into that. Oh. So. <laughs> Number 22 was the Bills, who traded the pick to the Titans, who selected Rashawn Evans, linebacker. Um, sticking with the Bills here, I went with DJ Moore. I was considering also Calvin Ridley, but ultimately I went with DJ Moore because I feel like he's a better fit with the Bills. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know who's throwing him the ball. But yeah, they I- needed a receiver, clearly. I mean, the guys last year did a great job. You know, it was John Brown. I want to yeah, say John Brown. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they did okay with him and Cole Beasley, but having DJ Moore would definitely help out whoever's going to be yeah. throwing them the ball. And so. DJ Moore could work simultaneously with both those guys. He's pretty much the best wide receiver one at this point. So I can't hate this yeah. at all. <laughs> Again, I don't know who's throwing the ball, but yeah, that's, that's the problem. Maybe, but. maybe they keep Tyrod here. Yeah. Maybe Tyrod comes back. Yeah. I mean, adding skill positions to surround the quarterback. I mean, you put DJ Moore and Nick Chubb around Tyrod. I think Tyrod's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he made the playoffs with much less. So that's yeah, the type exactly. of that's the type of weapons he needs too. So yeah. All right. Well, twenty three is the Patriots, which this is ironic, seeing so twenty three this year is the Patriots. Uh, they went originally with Isaiah Wynn, and I'm just going to keep that because I do really like what Wynn's done and. When he's been fully healthy, I think he's been a really good tackle for them, and I'm not going to change this up just because there wasn't really, besides, I guess, going Calvin Ridley was the only real question I had, maybe Will Hernandez, but this was pretty much the best pick for them at this spot. Uh, there was we nothing really. We, I mean, We don't need any more Hernandez players. Ah, uh, shit. Crazy. <laughs> 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 Woof. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have actually been a good pick, but uh, you just left it there for me. Yeah, um, <laughs> number 24, the Panthers. They originally got DJ Moore. Obviously, he's gone. Uh, this is with a fairly healthy cam, I believe. Um, yeah. So I'm still giving him a receiver, and I'm giving him Calvin Ridley. I think what Calvin Ridley is able to do is similar to DJ Moore in the fact that uh, they just – they run routes in a very uh, pristine way and they get open and that would be perfect for cam. I think DJ Moore would have been perfect for cam, but Matt rule decided that that wasn't going to happen this year. So, uh, and, and cam's never really been healthy with DJ Moore. I'd, I'd be interested to see if he's healthy with Calvin Ridley and what that production looks like. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like you can, the literally the only question mark with Ridley at this point is he is could he be a wide receiver one? And we probably won't know that for another five more years. So right, <laughs> yeah, and and who knows if they even keep him at that? Yeah, point. Yeah, I, I mean it's 
it's not Ridley's fault that he went to a team with one of the best receivers ever. I mean, and a, a stud tight end for two years, yeah. both of the years that he's been there, and Mohamed Sanu for most of the time. So, yeah, sucks sucks for Ridley's production, but I still think he's really good. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, maybe he'd be a higher pick in fantasy drafts right now if you would have <laughs> went to the Panthers. Yeah, I'd think so. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we're on to number 25, which was the Titans. Traded to the Ravens for Hayden Hurst. Lol. Sticking with the Titans, uh, which ended up being good for the Ravens, obviously. But um, I went with Will Hernandez just because I feel like Tennessee needed a guard, and it doesn't hurt to have a solid guard like Will Hernandez. I mean, he did really well with the Giants, and I think kind of helped solidify that line. And I think they're – they're deciding between the tackle and a receiver this year, but um, I like Will Hernandez to the Titans. I think it helps their line. So yeah, I I think they're still looking for a guard. So I think this is amazing for them. And obviously, they still probably wouldn't keep Conklin this year, but maybe yeah. they get to the Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe that yeah. guard's enough of a difference. Who knows? Imagine Derrick Henry behind Will Hernandez instead of a guy named Nate Davis that was drafted in the third round and played yeah. all freaking year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they literally didn't without. With Will Hernandez, they didn't really have an actual hole in the offensive line. Not that Davis right. was really a hole, but he just wasn't a stud. And I think yeah. Hernandez was a stud this year and last yeah. for a certain extent. Yeah, for sure. All right, 26, the Falcons, who've got sniped by the other two receivers, well, three receivers going, honestly. <laughs> uh, they originally got Calvin Ridley. I think they can get Christian Kirk here, and it'd be the same kind of impact, honestly. Um. I think Kirk is a little bit more geared to be a wide receiver one, but he's still super effective in the slot, and that's perfect for what the Ravens or the Falcons, sorry, need. All the birds getting confused, and I went through three birds. There. <laughs> um, yeah, I love this pick. I actually think Kirk fits the Falcons a little better than Calvin Ridley <laughs> in terms of what they're able to do. Um, but it, I, I think this would have been considered a reach at the time. But yeah. Like you said, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, I think it'd be well, a really good pick now. Hernandez would have been a reach too. I mean, there's a lot of these guys that. I mean, Darius Leonard would be an ungodly reach where I put where I put him. So true. And Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah, Nick Chubb too. As well. Yeah. Um, number twenty seven, the Saints. They originally traded this pick to the Seahawks for Rashad Penny, who was my running back one that year. By the way, just humble brag, real quick. Pat on the back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, oh, no, oh, number, wait, no, number two, Saquon. Number yeah. two, Saquon. Yeah, but Rashad yeah. Penny was number two. Yeah, I was going to say, you're screaming at us with the Brown shoe picks. <laughs> number one I, overall. I retract that statement. Um, <laughs> the the new pick here, though, uh, for the Saints is Tremaine Edmonds, uh, who has actually fallen pretty far in this draft. I think he, he was definitely valued higher than this, but the Saints – have really always been looking for answers at linebacker. They got a good season out of AJ Klein last year. Demario uh, Davis sounds right. He was there, right? Um, yeah. He he had a really good year. But if they would have had Tremaine Edmonds, they might not have needed to use those guys as much as they did. And I really like Tremaine Edmonds. I know some uh, Bills fans think that he's kind of disappointed um, for where he was drafted, but. I still like him. He's still young. I would still take him here. 
I don't think he's a disappointment at 27. I'll tell you that. Very true. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think he's had a – I think he's been a little bit slow to start, but he's definitely been good enough. So I I love it, especially because we're the ones that have been mocking linebacker them forever. So this year. Yeah. Yeah. So give them one a couple years ago, and they can draft Jordan Love this year. Or there's so – I mean, they're a team that does have holes this year, but, like, in 2018, this would have been kind of a luxury pick. And who knows? 2018 was the year they got screwed the most. Maybe Edmonds is enough. Who knows? <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. Speaking of Edmonds. Okay. Yeah. On to number 28. Um, Steelers have made the selection and they chose Terrell Edmonds. And I'm going to stick with Terrell Edmonds here because I think Pittsburgh is still looking to improve on their, on their defense at that time, continuing to build with youth. And I think that's what they're going to continue doing. And they saw his brother get taken right before them. So, I mean, they're just going to stick with the family. So, Yeah, just just bring the whole family up to the stage at once. <laughs> yeah, if they had a third brother, he'd probably be drafted after this one. <laughs> right. Sure. Um, my, my comment here is I forgot that this was the pick. And I didn't realize that the Steelers have used first-round picks on safeties technically. Uh, within three years. So Terrell Edmonds, and then they traded their first this year for Minka. Um, so, yeah, and, they, there you go. and they have two safety, two first-round safeties from this draft. I mean, yeah. Steelers are doing things, man. Yeah. Um, Randy, who's 29? <laughs> I thought you were keep going. All right, 29 was, was the, 29 was the Jaguars. They went with Taven Bryan, who I do think has been pretty decent, shown a lot of really good flashes. But I went with Frank Ragnow, who I, it's just it's just a different position here. I I like him a little bit better. I think Brian was kind of a reach here in hindsight. I think he's more of a second round talent to me, so that's why I went with Ragnow. And they really their line's not great. They need to solidify pretty much everywhere, and I think this helps out a lot. Yeah, I love it. I I want to say that Frank Ragnow was one of those like huge risers that year. I, yeah, I think I believe so. Yeah, yeah I didn't expect him to go when he did to the line. Yeah, agreed. Um, I love it. Number thirty, Vikings. Uh, initially, they selected Mike Hughes. Um, I actually went a little different here. I think Mike Hughes still would be a good pick. I think they kind of like what he's doing, but I went with Dallas Goddard. I think that he is the second best tight end in this class, and I think the Vikings would have been a lot better had they rolled out a Dallas Goddard instead of a Kyle Rudolph in these last couple of years. So, well, they I know still they got, have Kyle Rudolph. They just wouldn't well, have Irv Smith. Well, yeah, that's, that's kind of my point though, that Dallas Goddard would have now been the tight end one. He would have overtaken yeah. Kyle Rudolph because maybe, I think he, he does what Kyle Rudolph does, except probably better if he's not sitting behind Zach Ertz. Yeah, and maybe Rudolph doesn't get that extension. They actually have any kind of cap room this year, so I mean, this true. this may have been super beneficial for them. But I I don't hate it. Dallas Goddard's obviously really good. I mean, he's a tight end one in fantasy, and he's the second tight end on his team. So I can't hate this at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think with Stefanski's offense running such a heavy two tight end, you know, set at that point, having Goddard as a second tight end with Rudolph, I think would be kind of what the Eagles are in right now with, with those two tight ends, so I think that's a good pick for them. Yeah. yeah. Side note, also, I wanted to put Mike Gesicki here, um, but I think Goddard's had 
a more promising uh, start to his career. So, yeah, just yeah. wanted to shout Gasicki because he's my dynasty. He's in obviously a better situation, but yeah, yeah, agreed for sure. All right, so number thirty-one was made by the Patriots. I I thought about forfeiting the pick. Um, <laughs> you know, they went with Sony Michelle for the, but you know, they lost Tom Brady, so figured. You know, we'll, we'll take one 2018. That's going to help him out later. So I went with DJ Chark as a receiver because obviously the Josh Gordon experiment didn't work out and, and everything else. Uh, they needed a big, big receiver, you know, with Julian Edelman, obviously he's, you know, unbelievable player. But having DJ Chark, I think, with, with Brady, I think helps him out a lot. Um, and they're probably still in the situation now uh, with him leaving. But bringing in a big target with Chark, I think, helps. Yeah, plus Sonny Michelle sucks, so that was easy to Shit. move off from. I just think he's average. I mean, yeah, he's he average. Suck. He's, he's an average. I, I mean, I think um, I think he could have been better. Like, I just want to say, like, Sonny Michelle could be better overall if their line stayed healthy all these years. But, I mean, he's average at best right now. I can't argue that at all. And DJ Chark puts them in a way better position right now. <laughs> I mean, good lord! They they yeah. they literally have one and like a half receiver right now. It feels like. All right, well to end this, it uh, it's the Eagles here. It was traded to the Ravens for Lamar Jackson. Obviously, he is long gone. So I'm gonna stick with the Eagles here and do something that they will never do and draft a linebacker in the first round. I don't. Th- they've never done that in my lifetime. I'm pretty sure, and I think way before that as well. So pretty sure it's I'm been gonna, 20 years or something yeah. like that. I don't. It's I don't crazy. think it's in our lifetime. I think it's longer than that. You think uh, so? Yeah. Let's call Adam. Let's call Adam. <laughs> uh, shout out Adam. <laughs> so I went. I went with, with John Evans, who probably has slipped in this draft. Uh, he's actually been really good so far. So I think yeah. this is an incredible pick for the Eagles. And that's. I mean, their linebacker core is almost set with this pick alone. Yeah, I love it. Um, I think I think Evans has been fairly good. Um, I don't think that he's been a stud, but I also don't think he's been given a ton of opportunity in Tennessee. Um, he will I, now. I think, yeah, yeah, he definitely will now. But they had a good linebacking room. Um, I think with Philadelphia, he becomes a <clears throat> stud. All right, well, that ends it. <laughs> that ends yeah, the first round. So, <laughs> yeah so um, no, no josh rosen that's no what josh i was going to talk about so i thought about taking josh rosen rosen with the saints um just to get breeze's successor but looking like if this is hindsight 2020 drew breeze is still playing and he's got a contract through 2021 so it would have been a stupid pick um oh. sweet did you think about him to the patriots at 31 yeah i was going to mention that I, I was definitely thinking about it um I just think they needed a receiver more than they needed a backup quarterback for two years. But I mean, if he ends up in New England, he may be ready to start now, and he may be good. You know, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. he probably yeah, would I, be. He probably would be. I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. I think Stidham's gonna do a decent job this year. I mean, uh, Rosen. I think with the time sitting behind Brady would be better. I mean, like I don't think there's a question he'd be better than Stidham. You don't think that his time sitting behind Ryan Fitzpatrick made him better? I mean, it probably made him smarter because it's Fitzpatrick. That's true. But that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm not. I mean, there's. I mean, there's still talk of the Patriots getting him today because they liked him that much in the draft. So, 
I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't have been angry with that pick, but I like I like DJ Chark a lot better, to be honest. <laughs> Fair. All right, uh, that'll do it for our 2018 redraft. Let us know what you think. We are going to take a break before we get into our seven-round mocks uh, to hear a word from our sponsors. We couldn't continue putting out these shows without our sponsors, and today, the Binge Kill Chill podcast is one of those sponsors. Binge Kill Chill is hosted by TC and his British co-host, who apparently looks like Sweetums from The Muppets. It's a podcast all about the streaming world, from The Mandalorian to Stranger Things to all the new services like HBO Max and Peacock, Binge Kill Chill has it all. Does it suck? No, it doesn't. You can find Binge Kill Chill on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Check it out, and major thank you to Binge Kill Chill for sponsoring this episode. Welcome back. Major thank you to Anchor and Binge Kill Chill. Um, they've been great sponsors. We hope they continue to sponsor us. I'm not sure that they even listen to our podcast, but uh, let's get into our seven-round box. Uh, Sweet is doing the Broncos, obviously, because he's a Broncos fan. Sweet, give us your, your seven-rounder. Okay, so we'll start off with round one. Pick number 15, I went with Henry Ruggs, the third of Alabama wide receiver. Um, I think out of the guys to fall to 15, he he might be the one. Um, I would definitely take Judy at this point, but I think he's going to be snatched up. Um, they clearly need a wide receiver besides Sutton because it's it makes me want to throw up looking at their depth chart right now. <laughs> you don't like Deshaun Hamilton, dude? That's maybe like a fourth option, yeah, but not, not a number two or a three. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway, so I, I love it. Yeah. Um, second round pick, which was number forty-six overall, I went with Austin Jackson, offensive tackle USC. So I don't have to watch Garrett Bowles have holding penalties on three of the four plays out of every drive. I, I just can't watch it anymore. <laughs> I can't. Do you think Garrett Bowles would be okay on the right side? I think on the right side of the sideline. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Go. I, I feel bad because the guy's a it seems like a really good guy, but he just can't he can't block anymore. No, matter. he sucks. He really sucks. So moving on to round three, Denver has three third round picks, which I'm sure they'll trade back in all of them, but anyway. Pick number seventy seven, I'm sorry, I just have a lot of hostility towards yeah, John Elway right now. Um but he Give him credit. He did well for agency. Um, with this first pick in the third round with Bryce Hall, cornerback out of Virginia, they need cornerback help. With with Harris going, Brandon, A.J. Boye, I, I think they need another young guy to start to mold there. Um, pick number 83 in the third round, I went with uh, edge rusher from Tennessee, Darrell Taylor. Um, it doesn't hurt to throw in another edge rusher. Um, yeah, dude. With Chubb yeah. being hurt, so and coming back, you never know what what's going to happen with him. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you need rotational pieces, anyways. Yeah, that's a perfect situation for him too, because he won't have to be on the field for a hundred percent of snaps. Right, right. And then the last pick of the third round, I went with, um, which was number number ninety five. Went with Sadiq Charles, another offensive tackle from LSU, and I know that people are going to bring up that. Denver's getting back Jawan James, who they signed for Miami, who was hurt all of last year. But I just think with that left tackle situation, if you take a couple of guys here, one of them hopefully is going to stick at that position. So that's kind of my thought process there. 
Yeah, and, and you need depth all throughout the offensive line. And, I mean, worst case, one of them can swing into guard if need be as well. So, I mean, I'm fine with that for sure. <laughs> I got to say, too, Sadiq Charles going to Denver, probably not the best situation for him. Uh, pretty sure he does some drugs. So, um, I might be incorrect. It might have just been oh, academic, bro. but I know God. he was suspended. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess with the NFL being a little less strict on, on drug testing. Yeah, and not, could suspend that, yeah. him. That's true. Yeah, I mean, you can't get arrested for having weed if he's in Denver. So. That's true. That's actually the perfect situation. <laughs> <laughs> Come to think of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so moving on to the fourth round, they had one pick, 118 overall. I went with Kayvon Wallace, safety out of Clemson. Um, Justin Simmons is obviously there, but you know he's, he's franchise tagged right now. So it obviously means he's only locked in for another year at least. We don't know what's going to happen there. So they can groom another safety and maybe they move on from Simmons and spend a little bit less money on, on Wallace. So I think he did pretty well at Clemson. It was, him and Tanner Muse obviously were, were pretty solid. I went with Wallace because I think he's higher value at this point. Sweet. Aren't you a Clemson fan? Yeah. I am. That's what I thought. <laughs> Who did you root for, Ohio State or Clemson? I always root for Ohio State more. You know, a lot of people ask me that, and I kind of was really pissed off last year how it ended. So I was like half-heartedly rooting for Clemson in the national title, but I was still upset about Ohio State losing. So. Yeah. All right. Sorry, that was a side. I know. <laughs> That's fine. That's common anytime. Um, <laughs> Round five, I went with a, a wide receiver, Tyree Cleveland out of Florida. Um, I think he has potential as a slot guy, maybe even you know third, fourth on the depth chart. Like I said, they they need help with receiver. So, uh, moving on to number round six, I took pick one eighty one. I took Jacob Phillips, linebacker LSU. Um, I think it's a good, you know, towards the end of round pick. Just throwing a linebacker and, you know, why not from a national championship team? So, yeah. Yeah. And worst case, he's a special teams guy. Right. He's he's fantastic effort guy. So, yeah, I love it. Okay. And then with the last two picks here in the seventh round, 252, I went with Robert Windsor, an interior defensive lineman from Penn State. Um, They they still need some help on the IDL. Obviously, they have some some new. New players coming in with Darrell Casey, uh, acquired from the Titans, and then Shelby Harris coming back. I think throwing in another young guy, obviously, to help out with depth would be good for them. Uh, quick sidebar, what a steal for Darrell Casey. We talked about that last week or the week before, Andy, but how did they, they manage to get Darrell Casey for a seventh? I, I, I really don't know. I mean, he is, what, is he 31? Yeah, he's got but, some life though, for sure. I think it's a great pickup, man. Yeah, yeah. And then for the last pick for Denver, I went with Jacob Breland, the tight end out of Oregon. Uh, you know they have they have three tight ends right now. I know they just signed Vinette from Pittsburgh and Seattle, and then they have um, Jake Butt coming back from injury. But I mean, he's he's really been out. And then obviously, you know Noah Fant as their starter. So I think throwing in another guy that can can block. Uh, would be helpful. So, yeah, yeah. So it, it's a replay, uh, way to replenish off of those two, probably Van Netten, but leaving within a year or so. Yeah, honestly, 
Uh, it's a good re- replenish at worst, at best case, I guess I should say. He's never going to be your star tight end. That's going to be Fant, but Fant's not a terrific blocker, so you need yeah. that other guy. Right. Yeah. Um, I loved that draft overall. Um, I had no idea that the Broncos had so many picks. I I just they got a lot of yeah they got a lot of comp picks I believe especially in the third yeah, round the maybe third. yeah same with my team yeah <laughs> yeah it, well they definitely hit a ton of needs there um, yeah right? uh, all all the major needs I talked about before we went into this uh, <laughs> they definitely hit there <laughs> can't really yeah. be mad at any of that yeah I love it Randy do you actually want to go next with the Raiders. Shh. Sure. I guess I'll go. Let's go. Keep it in a division. I like it. Yeah, right. exactly. There so I, went the, <laughs> I went with the Las Vegas Raiders. 112. I went with my wide receiver one in Jerry Judy. I hope he's there for them. I do think CeeDee Lamb is also a good fit. And I did like 10 mock, seven round mock drafts for them just to try and figure out who I'd really liked everywhere. Uh, but Jerry Judy is my best fit for them. And he's perfect for their offense with his. Superior route running. It's going to work perfect there. Uh, moving on to 119, I went with Jeff Gladney. Um, obviously, I believe C.J. Henderson is going to be gone before they pick, and I think there's a chance Fulton is as well. Uh, but I also think Gladney may be a better fit for this scheme overall more than Fulton. But I obviously Fulton comes with a pedigree of the school so maybe that helps out with Mayock you know that's where he always loves to pick from (laughs) so but I like Gladney a little bit better for them and it's perfect they really need an outside corner to help with Mullen and uh, Neville Lawson I think that really bolsters their secondary off the bat Uh, a linebacker's okay here but hopefully they'll be able to get somebody later yeah I I have a question because this might help me write my next mock Um, do you think Fulton can succeed in that defense though? Like if he's I, there, are you still going Gladney? Um, I, it's close to me. Um, I definitely have soured a bit on Fulton, but not, he's still my third corner, but I think him and Gladney are really close. And I just, I think there's no real injury concerns with Gladney. There's no speed concerns. So there's there's some concerns still, but I think I personally would like Gladney more. But like I said, Fulton comes from LSU. He comes from that star-studded pedigree college, which is basically all that <laughs> Mayock drafts in the first three rounds. So I would I would it, they both make perfect sense to me. That's it's kind of a weird situation. Yeah. Plus, if Foster Moreau's in there, their war room, then you know he's begging for. Is he going to be in the war room? I, <laughs> they I signed two tight ends. Is Dude, he, he might not team? even be on the roster. It's so weird. <laughs> and Foster Jason... Moreau had like five touchdowns. Like, Dude, I hope it comes out that Jason Witten was signed to the front office or something. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> All right. Uh, but like I said, there's there's different places they could go. I think Xavier McKinney would work here as well. But because they signed Demarius Randall, I think that's a little bit off the table. This high, at least. I do think they need safety depth still because I don't really like Jeff Heath, but, you know, whatever. All right. Well, going to the third round, I went with Damian Lewis at pick 80. I think that's incredible. And these, this one and the next one are only question marks if the guys are still there. I have them both in the third round, and this is kind of like a dream scenario that they both fall. Uh, but Damian Lewis is an incredible guard. And they have been shopping Gabe Jackson because he's been hurt a lot. 
and he actually makes a good amount of money. So if they can replace him with Damian Lewis, I think that's almost a seamless transition, and that keeps yeah, bolstering this offensive line because they need it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. th- I mean their offensive line's really good, but they have some really old guys there as well, and guys that are banged up a lot. So bringing in him is going to be perfect for them. I love it. Uh, and then pairing that with the next pick, three eighty one, I went with Jordan Brooks. I know there is some smoke coming along that he may even be a first-round talent. I have him in the third, so I went with him here. And if he's gone, there's other guys that they could go here, obviously. Um, They could go corner here as well to keep bolstering that. They could go many positions. They could find a different linebacker. Uh, Like Troy Dye could be available later in this round. I mean, there's plenty, but Jordan Brooks is incredible, and I've loved him for a long time here. I, I loved him when he was a fifth round guy like four and, months ago. And I was like, this guy's a steal guys. Like Christian, yeah. look at his tape. <laughs> but uh, in the third, I think this is incredible value And he, they did sign two linebackers, but they need another young guy in the room. And then three ninety one, I went with Troy pride jr. To just bolster that secondary <laughs> just a little bit more. They need to keep building. Uh, like I said, they, with this draft, they now have four guys that I really value at corner as well as, two to three safeties that I value. So I think that secondary is much improved in the defense overall. Uh, any any comments on the third round? I know there's a lot of picks there. <laughs> hey, I love it. Um, Troy Pratt is super fast. I think he kind of fits what they need in, in a corner right now. I think he'd be a good um, good slot guy for them. I know they have uh, some slot guys already, but like you said, just getting corner depth and secondary depth is important for this team because I think with a good secondary, they're able to compete in, in the division. I know, like you talked about, it's a tough division, but, I mean, get better in the secondary, and, and you're helping yourself. Yeah, I mean, you've got, to have, at least, you've got to have at least three corners that can stay with those guys with the Chiefs. I mean, they're, they're running three receivers out there, sometimes four receivers. You, you've got to have depth to cover these dudes, or else you're going to get blown out. Yeah, I mean, if we're looking at this, we have Jeff Gladney, Troy Pye Jr., Nevin Lawson, Trayvon Mullen, and then we have Demarius Randall, Jeff Heath, yeah. uh, Jonathan Abraham, and the guy that came on late at safety that I can't remember that had like three picks off Rivers in one game. But, I mean, that's a lot of bodies in the secondary that all can compete at a high level. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I could pick off Phillip Rivers three times, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> all right. Well, Moving on to the fourth round at pick 121, I went with Alex Highsmith, and I do think he's a fourth rounder, and this is all kind of guys that might be a little bit gone, and maybe they take a step down, but I think this is incredible edge depth for them. Uh, I know they signed Carl Nassib, but that's an awful (laughs) signing, so he's, oh, I'm so mad about that signing, but I think Highsmith would keep me happy about it, so it's fine. Um, they they got a lot of work out of their rookies last year at the edge, and you might as well just keep building off that. I mean, th- this this helps bolster their second their entire defense, which is a huge need for this team. Yeah, and I think Highsmith could be the next Max Crosby in terms yeah. of he played a lower level of competition. Uh, he's kind of a a smaller but fast athletic guy, and I think putting. Uh, even rotating the two of those in at one of the edge positions would be fun. Yeah. And then I finish it off in the fifth round because they don't have a sixth or seventh rounder with Julian Blackman. And 
I, I think this helps out that safety depth a bit. I really was looking forward to them getting the safety. Uh, at the time, I was hoping Ashton Davis on the third, but he's probably gone before they pick. And with Demarius Randall, this is less of a need, but it, it just keeps bolstering that secondary, which they, they just ran out of bodies down the stretch there, and they need depth regardless. But this is a good value piece that, worst case, he's a special teamer. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, and it's speaking coming, from, on, coming from Georgia, so it fits the big program mold and just keeps going down the line. For sure. I think um, just speaking on Ashton Davis really quick, he's getting first round buzz now too, which that's just crazy tough. stuff. I, it's I'm crazy tired stuff. of this. <laughs> Dude, there's about a hundred players that are going in the first round. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, I love this draft for the Raiders though. I think especially starting with Judy, I think that's important. Yeah. And then you spend the rest of the draft really besides bolstering your offensive line uh fixing the defense in a lot of places that they need so much help so i and i i love what they've done in free agency except the carl nasib signing really just because it was way too much money for him uh but i think this is incredible for them brandon do you see them trading back in like the fourth round fifth round to to acquire some more picks obviously with heavy first and third rounds I think they do, but this is also another thing I want to bring up is I'm not sure they're able to keep all these third rounders because yeah. I think there's a solid chance they trade up in the second for Jalen Hurts. Okay. I, I think they're a team that definitely fits what he brings, uh, and I think he fits perfectly in Gruden's offense and gives them another option. Obviously, they have Carr and Mariota for this year, really, but they had nothing else in the quarterback room last year besides Carr. And this gives you an option. I mean, Hertz shouldn't play this year. And if we're next year, Carr's contract is really cuttable. Mariota's contract doesn't really matter. So this is an amazing sign. That's an amazing draft for them. Yeah. But they're probably going to have to get rid of at least a third and a fourth this year and maybe a third next year to move up right. where they would need to. So if that happens, I think they 100% trade back in the fifth. But, I, I mean, if they stay pat, this is an incredible draft for them. But I, I do agree. They they most likely are going to trade back in the fifth to get a sixth and a seventh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell that guy on Facebook about uh, Jalen Hurts going in the second round. I got to tell you. Um, <laughs> I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, but uh, no, he anyway. does. That's why I hate you. Yeah, maybe he does. Listen. He listens to the clips when I said Jalen Hurts oh, yeah, yeah. might be a first rounder. Um, Shame on you for having great editing skills. <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's why I didn't put a clip out of this last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I got scared of the Facebook guy. All right. Uh, Cleveland Browns mock. Um, so 10th overall pick. Obviously, offensive tackle is a need. I went with Tristan Wirfs. Um, I believe in most mocks that I do, Wills is gone. Sometimes Becton is gone. Yeah. We know how much I love Makai Becton, but I think Tristan Wirfs actually fits this scheme a little better. I think. He's not as refined as people claim him to be. I think people look at his athleticism and forget that he does have some holes on tape. But I also think that he's the more versatile of all of the offensive linemen. And I think that if he doesn't work out at tackle, the Browns have a need at right guard. And I think he could be an all pro there. Um, Second pick, 41 overall, Antoine Winfield Jr. 
I I know that he's going to slide because of his injuries, but he's still my top safety in this class. So getting the top safety in my eyes at pick 41, I know Randy's shaking his head, calling me stupid (laughs) in his mind. No, I'm not Uh, calling you stupid because I love Winfield. I'm calling you – I'm just shaking my head because every other day you tell me a different top safety. (laughs) Dude, it's so hard. They're all, like, tied. But now I'm just going with my favorite, and it's Winfield. We haven't seen the pro Um, days, Randy. We don't know. Yeah, it's hard. No, no. We, I mean, we've seen Rager's pro day where he stepped on a scale and ran. That's about it. True. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that's all these pro days. <laughs> hey, if Winfield has a pro day, he's probably going to run in the four ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with these times. <laughs> but yeah, honestly. Um, but I think safety is still a need. I know the Browns signed Carl Joseph, and they have some depth pieces, but they really only have one starter in Carl Joseph. And Winfield's a stud. <laughs> if he's on the field, he's a stud. Yeah. Hopefully he's able to stay on the field in this scenario with the Browns luck. He probably wouldn't be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, third round, pick 74. I went with Davon Hamilton out of Ohio State, interior defensive lineman. Um, he's been getting a lot of buzz, and I think that he's probably gone by pick 74. But if he actually falls, I think that it would be – a, a phenomenal pick. I know the Browns definitely need some help on their defensive line. And while they did just sign, um, there, bud. Billings sweets calling his cat. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they signed Billings. They have what Sheldon Richardson for another year or two. They've got Larry Ogunjobi who likes to hit people, uh, when his teammates get into fights. <laughs> um, but I think they could use some more depth on the interior of their defensive line. Um, There there weren't a lot of edge rushers that I liked here, and there weren't linebackers that I wanted to reach on. Um, That that was my only thing here when I saw this is, did you value this more than a guard or a corner or a linebacker? That's kind of where my questioning lied with this. So so in this one, I, I took a risk here. Uh, I, I don't think I think I val- valued the player more than I valued the positions because I think Davon Hamilton's going to be a stud. Um, I think he'd be a steal at pick seventy four, and also most of the linebackers that I like were gone, and I didn't want to reach on a corner just to reach. Um, so and he and he was sitting there. I think out of the ten to twelve that I did, this was the only one he was sitting there. So that's why I went with this one because. Uh, I like him. Um, <laughs> pick 97. Uh, we just talked about linebacker. I went with Logan Wilson, getting another Wilson in the linebacker room. Um, I think Logan is a really good coverage linebacker. I don't think he's a thumper, um, but I don't necessarily think that in this league you need too many thumpers anymore. I think it's a pass heavy um, league at this point, and you need linebackers that can cover, which is why they didn't want to pay Joe Schobert because he sucked in coverage last year. I can't say that. Um, People <laughs> will get offended. Listen, I'm I'm a big Joe Schobert fan. I think hey. they should have paid him, but not what he got paid. Hey, Schobert made so many tackles 25 yards downfield. Come on, he's yeah. great. I mean, they would have had a bunch more touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I love Logan Wilson. I don't think yeah. he's here at 97. I, I, I think I he is. I love Wilson, too. I, I made a comment to you in our text that, I just think that they're not adding in another young linebacker this year. I think they might try and sign somebody, but 
I mean, I can't hate this. Like he's he's a great fit. Yeah. Um so then fourth round, pick one fifteen. I went with Amik Robertson, and I think there's like a four percent chance that he's actually there in the fourth round with the buzz that he's getting now. I saw one of the the major draft analysts have him as their his sixth corner on his big board. Um which that's a little high for me, but yeah. Amik Robertson is the perfect nickel corner, which is what the Browns need. They need someone in the slot that's a little more reliable, especially after losing Demarius Randall, who played some slot last year, and not really having a replacement for that. I think Amik slides in and is immediate impact, which is why I think he's going much higher than pick 115. But if he's there, I mean, scoop him. I mean, on my big board, this is a perfect fit for him. So, I mean, I don't have him at six. I can say that confidently. Yeah, I think he's. In, I think he's in my top ten corners. I will say that, but I don't know if there's an early run on corners. I think the Browns would have to take him with like seventy four and ninety seven. In in fairness, I also value outside corners more. So, yeah, and I, I think there are. This is a very good slot corner class so even if Amik's not there I think you're going to get someone like Darnay Holmes um I, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head um but I, I think you'll be able to to get someone uh the Browns don't have a fifth round pick so sixth round pick 187 I went with Isaiah Coulter and here's the thing so Antonio Gandy Golden was on the board who <laughs> was ranked higher for me but I think with what the Browns need in their third or fourth receiver. Isaiah Coulter brings more of that. I think he's, he's a quick guy. He can run quick routes, which I think is going to be necessary in this offense. Whereas Ganey Golden's kind of a, a, a bigger, more possession type of guy. What? <laughs> I, I was going to say, I think that fits them better, but I also think Ganey Golden's going to fit. So like, yeah, that's, or at least That's before this pick of the sixth. So, but I, I mean, Jarvis is definitely more of a slot guy. Odell is definitely an outside guy with a play all over. So a big body guy, I don't hate. Yeah, and, and past Odell and Jarvis, I don't think the Browns have any reliable receivers. No, they uh, don't. <laughs> they have two. Kareem they, have, they have one is, and a half tight ends. <laughs> no, they have one and David Njoku. <laughs> um, sorry. That was the half. Chief. What do you mean? <laughs> He's not even a half. Can't block, can't catch. Give him another year. Come on. I'll give him a year in, in this new offense. Give us a fifth. Just like I'm giving Baker one more year. Um, and then pick 244 in the seventh round. I went with Carter Coughlin. He's a smaller, kind of quicker pass rusher out of Minnesota. Um, he kind of – so I said that – Alex Highsmith reminds me a little bit of Max Crosby, but I think Carter Coughlin also has that similar mold in that he's just a, a pretty athletic guy that gets to the quarterback. He's a seventh-round pick. You may as well take a, a flyer on an edge rusher, especially since I didn't pick up an edge rusher anywhere else in this mock. So, I, I mean, seventh round, you pretty much have to go people that could be good depth pieces and can play special teams or, like, quarterback. So. I'm not going to hate this at all. Yep. Like, Worst case, and, he's on the field sometimes. Yeah, and there wasn't a single quarterback that I was looking to take. Plus, they just signed Case Keenum. So 
what's the need for a third quarterback? Yeah, and they, they mean, have a semi-developmental guy already, so. Yeah, so that's that's that for the, the Cleveland Browns seven-rounder. Thoughts? Comments? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, you addressed the needs, I think, and who knows what they're actually going to do, but, I mean, that mock draft <laughs> sounds pretty good. So, Yeah, well, they yeah, probably I, won't be that. <laughs> I love it. I think we definitely uh, went more – needs base than like maybe best player available but yeah i i mean i love all the i mean i love all the players that were gone obviously i said i gandy gold might fit better but it's not like i don't like i say a coulter like he is a decent fit for the browns it's just yeah i'm, I'm very intrigued to see what happens with all the receivers in this draft because and that's what, something that you brought up sweet is who knows what's going to happen? There could be a run on receivers in the first, or they could all get pushed back. And you could have guys like Gandy Golden, who I think could be immediate impact in the seventh, or not even drafted. Like it's it's a crazy year for receivers. Well, I mean, let, one of our favorite guys and Devin Duvernay has a range from like two to fourth round. So, I mean, it's literally yeah. just runs of receivers that are going to come up. Yeah, and then one guy we didn't talk about was Justin Jefferson. I mean, maybe one of these teams like him better than, you know, like him better than some of the other guys that we talked about. We don't know. I mean, maybe he goes I, to Denver at 15. Maybe maybe he's in maybe he's in top 20. I mean, I know a lot of mocks have him going to the Eagles, but maybe he's selected earlier. I don't know. Yeah, he very well could be. I mean, and Raiders could go someone like Javon Kinvall Ken Law yeah. at 12 and go for Justin Jefferson at 19. And there's plenty of those yeah. scenarios out there. There's probably going to be five or six receivers in the first. And I, I mean, honestly, there's not a bad fit for Denver at 15. There's not necessarily a bad fit for the Raiders at 12. I personally don't want, I personally don't want rugs just because I don't think uh, his speed matches with Derek Carr's arm. But other than that, I mean, worst case scenario, like, Honestly, the worst matchup in the Denver offense is C.D. Lamb, and C.D. Lamb would be incredible in the offense yeah. <laughs> just yeah. because he's so much like Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Randy, what about uh, going Ruggs Herbert if he's there at 19? I, I don't. Then I mean, you have if the Herbert's there at 19, I, the Raiders are going to draft him. I'm not going to like it, but they're going to draft him. <laughs> and I wouldn't be necessarily mad with that combo, but. Like I said, I, I mean, I'm not going to choose my wide receiver three over my wide receiver one when all three are on the board. <laughs> like, there's just no point. Yeah, fair. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for this episode of The Cut. Thank you guys for sticking with us, as always. Major thank you to Brandon Sweet for joining us. I know you plan to be back next week as well. I'm here, man. Um, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quarantine life, man. Um. Make sure you guys follow us on socials at the Cut FFL. Check out our website, officialcutpod.wordpress.com. Subscribe, five-star reviews. As always, appreciate the support and could use some right now with no commutes and a, a little more difficulty getting to people's headphones. Um, do you guys have anything to add before we bounce out of here? Uh, no, no. Listen next week. It's our last, uh, last podcast before the draft. So <laughs> can't wait. Yeah, I'm stoked. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll 
we can spoil that. We're going to be doing a mock draft next week. Um, not sure how many rounds. We haven't brought this up to, to Brandon yet, but uh, we had talked about doing a three-round mock draft, uh, kind of like a, a big super, super mock. I'm not sure if Brandon's on board with that, so it might just be a one-rounder, but <laughs> we're definitely going to be doing a mock draft. <laughs> I'm open to it. I mean, I'll get a bay board. We can put it up there. We'll let's go at it. Let's do me, it. Me and Christian are actually putting our top 100 big boards together this week. So, yeah, yeah, we had. Well, we don't have to, but we volunteered to do it for um, Draft Twitter. A guy named Boom Bear Bill, I think <laughs> is his name. Uh, he puts together a, a draft big board, which is kind of cool. Uh, so check that out. We'll we'll put that out on our. Twitter as well, um, but that won't come out until the week of the draft, so you got some time. Um, but for Randy Hall and Brandon Sweet, I am Christian Williams. We will definitely talk to you next week. Peace. <laughs>